Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Roth, and I am beyond grateful to be here with you today. Can you believe it? It has been one full year since we started this incredible journey together, exploring the secrets of manifestation and personal growth. To celebrate this special milestone, we have a very special treat for you today. We've put together a best of Manifesting Clarity episode. In this episode, you'll hear from extraordinary guests who have shared their expertise and personal experiences. We'll revisit conversations on overcoming self-doubt, creating abundance, finding inner peace, and tapping into the infinite power of your mind. I want to take a moment to express my gratitude to each and every one of you. As we celebrate one year of Manifesting Clarity Podcast, let's take this opportunity to reflect on the progress we've made and the transformations we've witnessed. Remember, you have the power to create the life you desire. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this special best of Manifesting Clarity episode. I hope it inspires you, uplifts you, and reignites your passion for creating the life you've always dreamed of. Thank you so much for being a part of this incredible journey and stay tuned for more exciting episodes and empowering conversations coming to you this year. What would your life look like if you allowed yourself to fly this year? If you allowed yourself to soar this year, letting go of jealousy and stepping in, leaning in full force, arms back, like you're diving out of a plane into faith. That's what this life is about. And the more we let go and the more we release and we really lean in to what we believe we came here for, it's that feeling and that vibration of faith, of knowing that we are taken care of, knowing that we are fully supported and letting go of scarcity and really, really feeling abundance looking around you, look at the sky, look at the birds, look at the whole world. There's so much abundance around us. And when we tap into that abundance, more and more and more abundance comes in every way, shape and form. Letting go of control, thinking that we control anything besides our thoughts and our actions is just wild. And it is what we are conditioned to do. We think we can change other people. We think we can shift and and make someone show up another way. And it's our codependency that gets tangled and entwined in there. What we really get to do is empower ourselves and then empower other people to live their light. When, when you see someone light up this year, feed that back to them, listen, and then respond with what it was that they just said that they got so excited about. And then when resistance comes into the field, figuring out how can we become more receptive? How do we ask ourselves, what are the questions we can ask ourselves about becoming more receptive, more vital, building more confidence in our body, building more passion and vitality and energy? And that comes from playfulness. It comes from being excited and focusing on that abundance that we already have. We already have it. 
We are already whole and complete. You have everything you need within you to create this life that you're desiring. Believe in fate, but lean forward where fate can see you. And that's something like I've always loved because, you know, there's a, I don't know whether it's Hollywood or whatever people think like, I can just sit on the sideline and have these, this guy walk by and our eyes meet and this is what it is. And maybe that happens to some people, but I think there's a lot of action that has to go. And I know you've talked about that before action that has to go behind our beliefs and our wants. And, and so I think that's a huge part of this whole thing. It's, it's always the breath. It really is. And breath. So taking three deep breaths, hands on heart usually, and gently saying to myself, come back. Because most of the time when we do feel our nervous systems shifting um, and we're getting anxious or stressed or we feel judgment or worry or shame or we feel the shoulds versus allowing what is, I think it's remembering to just come back to this, this very, very moment. And our breath really is the anchor to the present moment too. So really, I, I suggest three deep breaths <laughs> throughout the day. And if you can catch yourself before you kind of go down the pathway of whatever it is for you, this negative spiral that can always, it, it happens out of the blue and it's totally normal. But if we can kind of recognize that, breathe deeply to pull ourselves out of that, or maybe sit with ourselves a little bit and then come back to our true, true authentic selves, that can be really powerful. You know, you might have a very busy morning and feel a little stressed and anxiety. So we meditate for three minutes and 30 seconds every time and just hit the reset button. And we also say our affirmation of where we want our life to go. And so we remind ourselves, we'll, we'll usually clear some clutter and then we do the breathing and meditation and then affirmations. And we have one that's sort of for our personal, how we're showing up in the world and then one for our business and how we want to be in the world with our work. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. And I've started using that in board meetings and PTA meeting, like just being like, can we just breathe for a minute before we get started? And that's my coaching to teachers is like so one of my dreams is for every teacher in every classroom to just do one mindful minute at the beginning of every class because imagine you're out on reset you know you're out on the playground at recess you come in and you're supposed to be thinking about algebra you know you're, it's going to take a minute especially if something happened on the playground for you to be ready to think about algebra so if we can have that minute to reset get present centered and grounded our kids are going to perform better in school you just broke up with your agent. You don't know how this book's going to get out into the world, but what if it already came out two weeks ago and it's already at the top of New York Times bestseller list? What would you post today? You know, your book's been out. It already happened. It already happened. So today, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I just want to make a funny video. And it sounds bonkers because it's um, way easier than the almost kill yourself and make it look effortless and beautiful thing that I did every day. But the quantum leaps in my results and my freedom and my relationships, that is the thing I, I live by now. Like, what if this already, what if the thing I wanted already happened? Act as if, what do I do tomorrow if I reached my goals today? What do I want to do tomorrow? 
Um, and it is really getting into that different frequency. It's really seeing potential, seeing opportunities with new eyes. The most important habit is to be around the people of the right energy that are right energy for you. So good company is the best habit. All of my best friends are out of country. To be honest, we are not in touch as much as we should be. Um, so I have started to enjoy books and podcasts and listening to the people who are doing well in life. And that itself is very fruitful. You know, you're engaged with the world. What do I want to be when I grow up? Honestly, because I was the other things were just happening. How can you, I use the experiences from my past to culminate into something that I love to do that I'm passionate about. And I wanted to support other women that were going through this transformation of like now having a family or being in a relationship. The whole idea of that I'm curating products to solve a problem, problem solving. And so that was the culmination is like when I became um, a shop owner or developing it. So there's two key pieces. One is that Majority of the people that we get to talk to and have conversations with say that they have been doing whatever it is that they really stepped into as an entrepreneur for as long as they can remember. And the other piece that I think is so important that so many people for some reason don't talk about, and I understand that there's a bridge that needs to be built. I understand that there's a leap of faith that gets to be taken when it goes into building your business, but the word profit like makes my heart sing. I'm so grateful that you use that word and that that's an intention that people get to think about from the very beginning of their business and not from like somewhere further along in their journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When it's an afterthought, I feel like it eventually leads you to burnout. If you aren't, if you're doing something and you're doing it and not being repaid and compensated for it, you're going to eventually become resentful of it. And it's not going to, you know, fulfill you and support you. And so, yeah, I'm all about just like setting up a life that will actually support the things you want to do and allow you to just live the best life possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, How to bubble up is what I call it. Um, But it's just surrounding yourself with a big ball of energy and then being able to push that energy out. Um, Nothing dark can live in the light. So if you push that big ball of light out, only light can come in. So that coming home to yourself, that phrase would have meant nothing to me at all a few years ago maybe one year ago, (laughs) it would have meant nothing to me, but now I know that it's everything. (laughs) Uh, But it's hard when you're in that, like outside looking for the how to, to truly understand that, but it's from that space that all of the goodness is going to come. So it's really helping people go from that outside. I'm thinking all the judgment, all of the like doing things because of what other people want you to do and, and bringing it home 100% recognize how comfortable you are with being uncomfortable and how uncomfortable you are with joy. When you realize that it is life-changing because what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you so comfortable with being uncomfortable when you truly internalize that and realize how ridiculous it is and that you can feel joy on demand? You can tap it 
right now as we speak. You can feel joy. Like we get to feel joy. We are joy. We are creativity. We are joy. That's who you are, the actual you. And when you realize that, it's it's life-giving. It changes your life. You're doing so great. Like you're doing your best. Let's see if we can even expand a little bit more. Because I'm always about like, it really is about for me the expanding and leaning into the edges around our capacity, you know, while at the same time holding a deep level of approval for where we're at in our process. When we're being, when we choose to be radically responsible and accountable, we can see that we are creating our own suffering or we're creating our own joy, right? We, we are that powerful. We forget. I think the, the ego doesn't want you to know how powerful you truly are and that you can make a choice at any given moment whether it's a tiny little percentage choice or something massive. Like I love what my dad told me and it always stuck with me, which is like, if you just make one degree shift or even half a degree, you're in a whole different trajectory. There is a critical voice that wants to come in and share. What are you thinking? Why will anybody want to listen to you? Why do you have anything to say that's important? That little voice, that's nice. And you understand that it's there, but the, but the calling for you to write is more powerful than that voice. So I say, okay. And sometimes that voice will come in and I'll just journal what it has to say. And then I'll bless it and, and I'll burn it or I'll put it in a prayer box or whatever. But, but then it's like, get back to the writing. If you're going to be a writer, you got to write, write every day. I don't care if it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, write. And don't judge what wants to come out because sometimes something will come and there's something right behind it that wants to come into form. So, um, and let me say this, if one person gets your book and is healed or transformed, that's a win. But write it from your heart, write it from what inspires you and what's important to you. I guarantee you somebody needs that. And then the other the other aspect of it is you can't go checking on it. Um, I've, I've heard this once before, and I just love this, that when when you go into a restaurant and order something, and then the, the, the wait person disappears, then you don't five minutes later go into the kitchen and make sure the chef is doing it the way you suggested. You assume it will happen the way you, you asked. But with requests to the universe, we make the request, and then we maybe we'll make it again. And then we'll make it again. Like, like maybe you're in the verse, you didn't hear me the first time. And then we'll check, are you going to do this? I mean, this is really going to happen because, you know, you don't have that much time to do this. It's, um, I guess it's what they call faith. Although faith is primarily results from experience. And once we start to have the experience that following our internal guidance system to, to come full circle works, which it does, then, then it works. And when it works, it works. And when it works and works and works. It, it feels right in your body and your mind and your spirit when you're in a positive field. Now, how about when negative things, I mean, just you can take a look at that negative, get the information you need from it without drama and turn it around and shift it into something that is usable. I can't stress that enough. When we are feeling stressed, 
Typically, we need that water to flush out the toxins that our hormones are creating in that stress response. And so water not only helps us to relax, but it also helps to cleanse and detoxify, which I know you with your master herbal knowledge, I know you're very aware of that as well. So I would say that's an easy tip just to always have that water bottle at your desk, you know, at your workbench, wherever you're working, just Even right now, as you're hearing our voices, grab that water. I'm actually in solidarity. I'm going to take a sip of water. Oh, you've got both of them. Yes, that's my girl. Your imagination is your most powerful tool. Not your hands, not your face, not your feet, not your mouth. It's your imagination. It's, I feel like it's the most important part because then once you make your vision board and you have all your, you know, your beautiful Uh, images, you have your, the words that are inspiring, you have maybe some cute little dried flowers or, or a really nice pattern paper or whatever, however you want it to look to make it so magical that you just can't wait to attain the goals that are on there. Once you have that established, um, your dream board serves as your finish line and it will keep you on track when it gets rough, when it starts to feel overwhelming. Once you become an entrepreneur, you discover a lot of mindset um, changes that you, I think it's like a natural thing because everybody that I talk to, especially women who become entrepreneurs, we all go through this. So uh, I started taking some courses to help myself make the major changes that I wanted to make in my life after basically a year of taking those courses this wild thing happened to me. I went to the the full solar eclipse happened and I went to watch it in Wyoming. And two weeks later, my husband came home from work and said, what are we doing with our, with our lives? Why don't we just sell everything and go buy a boat and go sailing? I didn't, whatever it was, whoever I was, was not enough. So I needed to hide that because if you really got to see who I am, you would not be impressed. As a matter of fact, there'd be like nothing in there, right? So if the facade came down, it was like, you know, the emperor has no clothes. I mean, there'd be nothing there. And that was a really big fear of mine. And to connect to that, I, quite frankly, that was such a surprise to me because, you know, we we create these facades and these personas without even really being aware of what we're doing or why we're doing it. And so to come to that place of self-reflection to go, wow, is that really true? And for me, I have for a long time had a belief system that every single person I come across has a unique spark, has a brilliance in them, that has a giftedness, right? That is theirs to shine. And I actually think it's their responsibility. That's, you know, it's your job to bring your giftedness to the world. But when I turn that around and I look at myself, I it, I had to, I remember so clearly the day that I just said, Am I really the one universal exception to my belief system? Am I really the only person here who doesn't have any gifts or any brilliance or anything inside of me that's worth giving the world? And I had to look at that and say, you know, 
you either believe one thing, you believe everybody has it, or you believe nobody has it, which where are you going to fall down, right? And I had to go with everybody, which meant then I had to go looking for what that was in me. The final step, T, is transform the world. Because what happens when we can follow this process, we can fall down. We can inch along, we can gather grace, we can use that as an ointment on our wounds. We are a model for other people going through the same things. And we can learn to help other people who are walking through something and reassure them and listen to them and be a caregiver for them. And again, you know, the whole authenticity thing, I didn't hide it from people, I didn't try to hide it. I just, I I didn't, you know, go around with a megaphone announcing it, but I didn't hide it either. It just naturally, if people, if it came into conversation, I would just say, oh, by the way, this is my situation. And again, I think when you come from that place of true authenticity of doing what's right for you, people get it. Get it over with, get it done. If you need to call people up, get it done. If you need to hire a website designer because you've been working on your website for eight months and you can't figure it out, do it. Figure out where you want to be and make sure that that step is going to get you there and then do it and then move on to the next thing. A lot of people get stuck in learning how to do something. So the first thing is about clarifying that vision. We do that in clarity work, right? Is getting super clear about what that needs to look like. Then after that, you know, I find that sometimes people can can be great about dreaming, but then now there's a practical side of that, and that's to create a plan, yeah. right? And and be able to have some very tangible steps that we can take. And in, in one of the things that I love to speak about is, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk in the coaching world about taking massive action. And I think that there are times that massive action is super important. However, what I find, it's more about taking consistent action, which is the third C, right? Because many of us can jump out of the gates and go for it for a week or two, and then we get a little bit off kilter and then it phases away. But it's the people that keep showing up, right? So you clarify your vision, you create your plan, and then you take consistent action. I believe in manifestation. And so I thought, oh my gosh, if I give in to the fear, then I'm going to manifest more fear, right? Because that's where my focus is. And so I was trying to push all this stuff down and, and it kept popping back up. And I was just having like this struggle with, with all of this emotion. And Finally, I realized I could move it through my body and I could allow it to constantly exist inside of me while also finding what is beautiful. I didn't have to replace it. I didn't have to negate it or invalidate it or pretend it wasn't there. I could just allow it to hold hands, you know? So that's kind of how I started to picture it. I personified a lot of things. I joked that it was sort of like Tom Hanks uh, with his Wilson. (laughs) It was, but these were in my head that I had started like fear was capital F. And this was, she was a toddler throwing temper tantrums constantly to get my attention, right? So I just was like, okay, you're going to hold hands here with trust, capital T, and we're going to go find beauty, capital B. And I just started to learn that like, I, I could allow them all to be inside of me at the same time. 
you know, clarity has been a huge part of how I've navigated through starting a business from the ground up, literally no business loan or anything. I just jumped out there and I said, if I fall flat on my face, then I fall flat on my face, but I'm going to go forward full force with this because I'm passionate about it. And, you know, a lot of the clarity principles helped become that foundation for me so that I felt supported and loved and through clarity has come a tribe, a village of support as well. I didn't know what I was doing. I just allowed myself to get messy. I allowed myself to make steps and I just listened. I just listened. And I think sometimes we get so rigid of like, in 10 years, I want to be here. In 10 years, I want to have a billion dollar business or whatever it is. Um, and I want this and I want this and I want this. I don't think we can say that. Like for me, when people are like, Allison, where do you want to be in five, 10 years? I'm like, I don't think it's even been invented where I'm supposed to go. I don't think it's been discovered yet. Just like AI, right? AI is bringing us this whole new world, this whole new glorious aspect to help us as marketers and and being online and e-commerce help us to go faster. And so if we can go faster, what's on the other side? And I think that's what we're trying to figure out. And we'll be there in five to 10 years. And if we're preparing and doing the things, then we can step into that a lot faster uh, than just waiting for it. We just have to be willing to step into the mess to create the clarity. And then that leads us to where we're ultimately supposed to go. Hone in on that that and just accept myself for what I had in that moment. Like I remember thinking back when I was making the pivot of like, I don't need to be more than anything that I am right now. Like just with what I have today, what is available to me? What is possible? Can I coach someone? Can I mentor someone? Can I consult someone? If I want to get out of my nine to five and start this solopreneur journey. Like what do I have available to me to start making an offer to someone? And that's where I began. I think that we came to the planet with this divine amount of light or usness or skills and thrills and talents and abilities. And then on top of all that, we we became different. We started pleasing people or we started thinking this is the way I need to live and I need to do all these things. I remember my first epiphany when I was, I want to say like 13 or 14. And I was so overly concerned with how I was saying something to someone else or, oh my God, did I say the wrong thing? Did I, did I upset them? Did I do something wrong? And then in that moment, I realized I'm so concerned with myself. What if everyone else didn't even hear what I said? but they're really concerned about themselves as well. Like, so we're walking around with this filter of kind of that same thing. Like, did I do it right? Did I say it wrong? Did I like all of that? I sort of realized people are probably not even paying that much attention to me or what I say or what I do. And in my head, I'd always been trying to, I went, I want to create positive impact even as a, as a kid. And so in that moment, I was like, freedom. Circle, but I have, um, really gotten into this concept of the second brain. And there's a book called The Second Brain by Tiago Forte. And uh, really, the idea is, we all have so much information coming at us these days, that our one human brain, is it enough to hold everything that we need to hold? And it's about, you know, really finding ways to document and categorize and use all the information that comes at us in a way that's efficient without holding it all inside of our brain. So 
copious notes and then finding a way to make those notes actionable so that your brain stays nice and clear so that you can focus on really, you know, where your passions are and and where your, you know, where your strengths lie. It's been really beautiful. I mean, yes, there's been hard days, weeks, months as I've worked through and processed um, everything that, you know, my little body endured all those years ago. But in the process, it has really released. Like I know without a doubt now exactly who I am. I know like without a doubt now, like what my next steps are, what my path is. It's all just been so incredible through just the power of meditation and learning how to trust myself and trust the messages coming through, trust my body, listening to my body, listening to the energy in my body, all of that I've been able, you know, to heal myself and really work through it. This is a mind-blowing experience for people that can get it. Not everybody gets it the first time. It takes a little bit of practice for some people because they're so identified with their thoughts as who they are. But when you get clear that you are not your thoughts, right? That there's so much more there, right? All of a sudden you have access to so much more information because the brain is just a regurgitation of data and that's all it is. And when you're thinking, all you're doing is pulling files from things that have been put into the brain. When you're in the expanded place, you have access to so much more information, right? It's like taking the blinder, horse blinders off on a horse. And all of a sudden, they're not just seeing down the one lane. They're able to see the entire view of what's going on. And that's what the spacious awareness place or the SAP does, is it gives you the experience. And not only that, then you start practicing witnessing your thoughts from that place, right? Because when you can start witnessing your thoughts and saying, oh, I'm aware I'm having thoughts right now, that is a really wonderful place to be because you go to the observer self and then you can start questioning what your thoughts are telling you as if they're true or not. Energy, like what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let it stay and sit? And, you know, it just depends on like what it is. I read a book when I was 16 that was called um, Feelings um, Buried Alive Never Die. And I don't even remember 80% of the book, but I remember that title and that title is so powerful, right? Like just saying just that alone, feelings buried alive, never die. Like that alone is like a life-changing thought process. Dreams die in quickest in 17 inches. And that's from your brain to your heart. So when you are like, when you want something to happen or you want somewhere to go, like between your brain and your heart, that's where things die the fastest. Like, can you believe that? Like that thought process is the same, but it's just those where you channel your energy and where you want to go with it. It can be life-changing and how you show up again, you know, coming back to how you feel is how you show up. And if you're constantly not feeling good, you need to reevaluate what's happening around you. The breath work. I cannot talk about breath enough. It's like the most amazing tool that we have. You know, we come into this world with our first breath. We exit this world with our final breath. You know, you can't go more than a couple of moments without taking a new one. So it's literally our life force. And people don't realize the power that our breath has to regulate how we feel. So you can catch yourself in any moment of the day where you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed and just recognize that, like notice that for yourself. Notice if you're holding your breath. 
Notice if you're clenching in your jaw, notice if you're tightening in your shoulders, or if you're feeling like a little, you know, your stomach is in a knot, if you're starting to get a headache, if you're starting to feel irritable, that is just like notice. Those are the signs that your body is giving you that your body's in the stress response in that moment where you have all these stress hormones being secreted and causing all kinds of physiological changes that are, uh, that are not healthy for us. So just recognize if you have any of those symptoms that come up in your body, it's like, Oh, this is a good time to like take one quick step back, stop what I'm doing, close my eyes, take a couple deep breaths, recenter, refocus that people are safe looking at themselves and they've got this and they have everything they need truly within themselves to move through. And I also believe that the body is very calculated, that nothing's going to come up that hasn't already been a hundred percent guaranteed of success to move through. And you have everything within you that you need to get through this. Otherwise this wouldn't be up this wouldn't be unfolding for you. So yeah, that divine timing is so, so important. And I love the patience that you spoke of. It's just the allowing them to be exactly as they are. Love that. I really just want to say thank you. Thank you for holding space for me. Thank you for cheering me on. Thank you for finding your own light and following your own light as we journey this life together. I pray that you take some time for yourself, that you reflect, that you celebrate the things that you created this year. And it might not have been the most stellar year. And if it wasn't, then I send you a gigantic hug and please keep following your light. There's many, many, many days, many years that I've had in my life where I was tremendously sad. I was falling apart. I wasn't sure what I was doing next. I wasn't clear on where and what I was doing. And I was reflecting on that this last month. The more you continue to put one foot in front of the other and figure out what your your next lights on step is, that leads you to a place of connecting with your heart and reconnecting with yourself. Huge hugs to you all until next week. And thanks for listening.